What's up, people? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Max McCoy. Um, I'm postponing what I was normally going to post on the podcast schedule to kind of celebrate the life of Kobe Bryant. Um, we lost him this week, as many people know, and it's been a really weird, eerie, sad week. And for some people, this may just be like a celebrity death. That's kind of weird. But for me and a lot of people I'm close with, this actually hurts as if it's like a, losing a close friend. Um, Kobe was, aside from my dad, the person I modeled most in life. And he was the person I kind of looked at in, in my development from like every memory I have was Kobe was there and I could kind of, in a way, channel my inner Kobe to how I played sports, to how I did in school, to even as I evolved out of sports, how I turned to things like meditation that Kobe would talk about and how that was so big for me and and, and getting my mind right in transitioning out of sports to trying to apply that same Mamba mentality to my life and business and Kobe, man, his, uh, his imprint on my life is undeniable and like I don't think this podcast would exist without him because so much of what I did at the start of Instagram and podcasting was, as you guys know, in the sports performance realm and essentially all I was sharing was things that started from what I learned from Kobe and uh, I know I'm not the only one with this kind of memory as to how Kobe impacted their life so dramatically like uh, so this is just a weird week and I'm sad for everybody but um, I thought for this episode I could put together some of Kobe's words Um, he has so many amazing interviews on YouTube uh, just spitting so much wisdom so I kind of compiled some of that and put it into a podcast Um, hopefully I don't get in trouble for copyright and shit, but I don't really care. We'll see how it goes. So for this episode, we'll be listening to the words of Kobe Bryant as he kind of shares some of his wisdom, uh, again, compiled from a bunch of cool interviews he did on YouTube. Um, but before I start that, I'm going to just read this little thing I wrote in kind of trying to process what happened. I shared this on Instagram and a lot of people reached out and said it resonated. So I wanted to share it here too. Um, We grew up with Kobe. He was the local superhero, completely invincible, the highest ideal of what actualized potential could look like. It's one of the reasons why this tragedy is so unfathomable. With friends and family, we can remember countless memories centered around some classic and crazy Kobe moment. Even as we got older, finding a fellow diehard Kobe fan was finding a friend, cut from the same cloth. Where I grew up, sports was like a religion, and Kobe was a godlike figure. Losing someone who we associate with superhuman capabilities is gut-wrenching and makes no sense. I'm sick for the family and the people who knew him personally, but I find some comfort in knowing that we'll all only further ingrain what he's taught us into our being because of this. I find some comfort in the quick exchanges and fist bumps with strangers wearing purple and gold, knowing that this single human and all he stood for is still bringing us closer together. I'm comforted by the fact that Kobe has lit yet another fire under my ass to live out my potential while I'm still here, because tomorrow isn't promised. Coming from Southern California, from basketball, uh, this hit the community so deep, I'm comforted knowing that the world mourns together on this one, and that the legend lives on. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, Again, sorry for like the sappy, sad stuff, but... I felt like as an artist, like this is kind of how I process loss is to, to alchemize it and try to create something inspiring or beautiful out of it. And so this is what came to mind is kind of writing about it and then taking uh, some of his wisdom, compiling it and putting it into a podcast.
I love you guys. I hope we're all learning from this. Uh, whether you were a fan of Kobe or not, it's another testament and um, and a reminder that life is fucking precious and that it can be taken away any second. So all the bullshit that we often get caught up in, are, it's, it's pointless. So make sure you're living a life that uh, if it were to be, all be taken away tomorrow, you would have no regrets. And I, uh, I hope you like this podcast. I hope you at least find some inspiration out of this podcast uh, episode with the words of Kobe Bryant. RIP to the legend. RIP to everybody else involved in that horrible accident. Uh, love you guys. Uh, here's the episode. A one-point game. Walton can tip it. Bryant with the save. Oh, you got to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Bang! Kobe Bryant has hit a shot at the buzzer! Well, you, know, you just got to have the, uh, the fearlessness to t- really take those shots. You know, because you, you miss those shots, then you have to deal with the, the, the criticism. You have to deal with uh, us talking about it, right? Right. right. Yeah. So, you know, and a lot of times a lot of people kind of get a little apprehensive about taking those shots because of that. Right when we mentioned it, it seemed like you started smiling already just <laughs> thinking about the word. Yeah, well, it, it's, 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 always, uh, it's always been a myth to me as to why um, certain people don't really like those situations because of the, the right. pressure, you know, because we've all lost games before. Mm-hmm. So it's not like by you missing that shot, you're about to face something that you will never face again or haven't faced in the past. You know what I mean? We've all come up short at you know, one time or another. So um, you just got to kind of let it all hang out and you know, trust your skills and trust the work that you put in. So that means taking things, using things in your life that, that are scars, using those moments as a weapon, right? Using those as, you know, using basketball as kind of like a vehicle through which to express yourself. Right, so it doesn't. So at that moment, for us to face the Celtics again, it's not about the Celtics. It's not about your opponent. It's about you. Mm. It's about you taking your inner struggles and channeling that through the game, right? As a as a as a as a way to to unleash, right? So now it became a matter of how do I express that to them? How do I get them to that point where they figure this out for themselves? Because I can't say, hey, listen, I need you to play harder. So what'd you I do? Well, I had to share my story. I had to open up to them and let them know I've dealt with things. This is the things that I use. This is how I go about focus. This is how I deal with adversity. This is how I deal with, you know, arguing with my wife the day of a game and showing up to the game and still having that focus to be able to play. Like, I used those things to open up with them. And then in turn, they were able to, um, um, to, 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 to take those stories and, and make them their own. Once you have the passion, the thing that you're passionate about now, you can look at other people or other entities or other things or works of art, and you can draw things from that to help you be better at what you do um, by looking for those common denominators. Johnny wanted to know, how do I prepare? How do I prepare? How do I study? How do I view the game? How do you build your game? And my response is much like the way he builds products. You You think sequentially. Yeah, you look at this, the, the end result of what you want to create, but in order to create that, there's so many other little things that go into this massive entity or, or device. It's no different than building my basketball game. You start with what do you want your game to be, what would make your game most unstoppable or hard to deal with, and now you work backwards from there. And you start building it one piece at a time, one move at a time, one counter at a time. So there's a lot of similarities there. 
Artest looking, gets it to Bryant. Bryant dribbling, has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in! <laughs> he banks in the three! And that is just greatness personified. I'm uh, not going to be afraid of confrontation to get us to where we need to go. I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's a big misconception where people think winning or success comes from everybody putting their arms around each other and singing kumbaya and patting them on the back when they mess up, and that's just not reality. If you're going to be a leader, you can't, you're not going to please everybody. And you've got to hold people accountable. Even if it's, uh, even if you have that moment of being uncomfortable. Matter of fact, get your hands off me. Don't touch me the rest of the script. Get your hands off me. I always compare it to sitting across from somebody at a dinner table. If we're sitting across from each other, and would you rather sit with a person that's going to be afraid to tell you you have something in between your teeth <laughs> and let you walk around a restaurant smiling and stuff like that when you got stuff in between your teeth? Or would you rather sit with somebody that's not afraid to have that moment of being uncomfortable to tell you you have something in your teeth <laughs> so you can get it out and don't look like an idiot in front of everybody else? Right? I'm going to tell you you have something in your teeth. No matter what, even if it hurts my feelings. I'm going to tell you you have something in your teeth. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. And, and then it's your choice if you want to get it out or you just want to leave it there and look like an idiot. It's everybody wants to compete. I think it's, it's knowing how to compete and also, you know, I... Um, you know, true competitive instinct really kicks in when you're down. You know, and like I said, a lot of people are competitive at things that are rolling their way. And, you know, um, things that they're naturally good at. You know, but it takes a true competitive person to, uh, when things are down like this, to really step up to the plate and go, out, go after it. No, it's, it's of utmost importance. Like, I, I mean, I was such a diehard fan. Laker fan growing up, man. And just my personality, like, it would, for me to ask for a trade, or to go play someplace else to try to chase a championship, that's not me, man. That's not being, That's not what my career has been about. That's not who I am, man. You know, I stay with it. You know, stuff that I've been through in my life and been through in my career been, just taught me anything. It's the fact that you'll have good moments, you'll have bad moments, you'll have great moments, you'll have horrible moments. You just keep going through all of them, and then things work themselves out. And I've always had some of my best performances on the road. You know, when fans boo. I absolutely love it. I thrive on it. They don't understand who I am. Not only am I comfortable being an outsider, that has become a source of motivation for me. So when I go to these places and you boo, it actually comforts me. <laughs> and he gets to the gym at 4.30 in the morning to see Kobe just drenched in sweat like he jumped in a pool. And then Kobe wants to make him do conditioning and waits for a couple hours. So then when the trainer goes to sleep after, for a few hours, he comes back to the gym at like 11 a.m. and he sees that Kobe never left the gym at all because he had to make sure that he made 800 shots before he left after he's been working out for hours and hours. Like, you think this is new to me? This is an excerpt from Shaq's book talking about Kobe. Look, they had a feud, so he says, he was so young and so immature in some ways, but I can tell you this, everything Kobe is doing now, he told me all the way back then he was going to do it. We were sitting on the bus once and he told me, I'm going to be the number one scorer for the Lakers, I'm going to win five or six championships, and I'm going to be the best player in the game. And I was like, okay, whatever. Then he looked me right in the eye and said, I'm going to be the Will Smith of the NBA. Shaq used to say he would catch Kobe Bryant 
on the gym, in the court, without a ball, practicing plays. This is who he is. It's just ingrained in him to do whatever he can for a slight edge. And Shaq said, this is, this is funny looking, but you know what? It probably helped him. See, a lot of people want to, they say that they're going to do something. Kobe Bryant does it, right? Talk is cheap, but Kobe did it because he competes with himself every single day. He wants more out of himself every single day. It's that competitive drive to be the best that carries him. Carries him through practices. It carries him through the weight training sessions, conditioning, making sure that he gets 800 shots every day. It carries him to work on his craft when no one is watching. Hello, everyone. I'm so sorry I can't be with you tonight. However, I couldn't completely miss the chance to take a moment to share some thoughts with all of you. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. I once had a guidance counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball, uh, that it would never amount to anything for me. His negativity towards me made me stronger. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find it. So with that, I'll let you carry on with your evening. Please know I'm thinking of you, supporting you, and encouraging you always. Peace.